0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Okay, I've been doing a mini-series on stress. So I've done, in part one, I was explaining how the way that you view stress influences the physiology of your body. So by viewing it as negative you have a negative consequence in your body by viewing it as positive which it actually is that makes a tremendous change in your neurophysiology and enables you to be more to cope more efficiently and to be able to think more intelligently and so on in part two i gave you an analogy of a volcano so that you can understand the importance of shifting from positive from normal healthy stress which is our normal response into toxic stress and that's the abnormal response and how we can actually shift between the two And I gave an example of of a a study that was done on people's perception. And in this this particular part three, I just want to talk a little bit about some exercises and things that you can do when you recognize that you're in toxic stress. Stress is good for you. Be always in stress 24-7. Go listen to part one and part two to understand that and to really understand how we need to view stress differently and the importance of looking at stress differently. And now in part three, let's talk about how to recognize when we've shifted to toxic stress and some little examples of things that you can do. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle. The first ever scientifically tested brain detox app, shown to help reduce anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations. For everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Okay, so first thing is when we are responding to anything like right now, you're listening to me, I'm giving you information, it's stimulating thoughts. That is, you're in stress, okay, and good stress. It's enabling you to process what I'm saying. So your mind is taking this information and processing it and putting it into the brain, and our brain and body are responding in a neurophysiological way. So my words and how you're viewing my words are getting put into every cell of your body and changing the structures, structures inside your brain, neuroplasticity, changing wiring it into your brain. So, when we are learning in this state now, we're in a positive state of stress. You're going to have certain emotions that you're feeling, and you're going to have certain bodily responses. And they, like, the emotions would be maybe excitement or you're interested. and um, your body response is you relax. You know, you're you you do not feel any major body response. You just feel alert because you're focused. You're not like. Lying down and sort of sleepy, or maybe you are, but you're you're alert and and focused. Your body's working with you. Your perspective is, oh, this is interesting. Stress is. I often talk about stress in my own mind as being something negative. Whatever you could be, that could be your perspective. That oh, this is a different way of looking at things. And then your behaviours could be something like, oh, actually, I I choose to actually listen and apply this in my life. So whatever the little behaviour could be, okay, so. When you're in a positive state that's easy to you you're more calm you're more relaxed when you're in normal stress, but when you go into toxic stress and it can flip just like that. So just by something happens and you see this as negative, you can flip from the healthy response, which is the normal response, into toxic stress very fast, and then it shifts, then we feel threatened it's called the threat response, and that's when we will immediately feel like tension in our shoulders. You may sit up if you're sitting down, you may sit up, your whole body tenses your heart starts pumping, adrenaline starts pumping, you get that uh, gut wrench in your gut, You've, your face may go red, you may start shaking, you get a lot of these neurophysiological responses, and that is the threat response, and your whole body is preparing now for a threat. Now, in an acute situation, and I explained this in part one, we go into those kind of situa- this kind of response and to different extremes, and What's, that's fine it's not going you're going to have a little bit of neurophysiological damage but it heals very quickly because your body calms down once you've got that you've used that energy from that acute stress you've used that and you can now the situation semi under control or getting under control then your body can calm down and it can have a cycle of tension release tension release tension release and in that way we stay in healthy stress and we don't shift to, to negative stress the problem comes in is that when we stay in that high alert, when it's tension, 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 and that then affects our hypothalamic pituitary axis. And so in addition to all the other neurophysiological things, the hypoth- we all know about the hypothalamic pituitary axis. You may notice the HPA axis or the stress axis. It is operating all the time, and it is operating to send messages as the information hits the brain and as, an, as electromagnetic energy and quantum energy it then sends, there's a lot of things, but one of the things with the HPA axis is it sends a message to the pituitary, the pituitary releases a certain hormone called ACTH, that moves down to your adrenal gland, your adrenaline then releases a, another hormone, adrenaline, that then moves up to your pituitary, along the way there's a few other hormones also released, I'm giving you the most simple example, explanation of this, moves back, then this adrenaline then moves up to the pituitary and tells the pituitary to stop, releasing the ACTH and the CRF, which is another hormone. And then we have release and then it starts all over again. But that cycle and then release, and that's all happening in good stress. But in negative stress, we just keep getting, we get too much adrenaline being stimulated. And so before that, it overrides the ability of the pituitary to actually switch off. Because as the pituitary is trying to switch off the ACTH and CRF, there's another burst of adrenaline. And so that burst of adrenaline says, no, don't switch off. It actually says, switch on some more because it's so much adrenaline. So instead of it stopping, it keeps it going and going and going. So the cycle of tension and release is not broken. And that can make things, that puts us into the threat response. And that feeling, as I said, for acute periods is fine. And but for long periods, as if it becomes chronic, to be staying in that high alert state, It's not good. So what we found in our research is that when people do mind management using the neurocycle, then that tension, that HPA axis, that tension, the the brainwave response, the immune response, all those, the homocysteine information, those calm down. So specifically we saw this in the neurophysiological response in the brain, that when people close their eyes, that if they were not managing their mind, if they were in toxic stress, there was still a lot of high energy that the person was, even though their eyes were closed, they couldn't relax. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Where you're trying to go to sleep, you can't relax. You're trying to just calm yourself down and you just can't relax. What we saw was when we put the people through the neurocycle and they learned mind management, they were able to, in that, with the eyes closed, get their brainwaves into, into a good, healthy neurophysiological state that was calm, They could actually get into a state of deep rest. And even with, that, with the eyes closed and even with the eyes open, With so many food choices out there, it can be hard to find good quality meals that nourish the mind, brain and body. This is why I love ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of finding top quality meat and seafood you can trust with 100% grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork-raised, grate-free and wild-caught seafood. All of their products are humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones right now i can't get enough of their chicken breasts which my husband and i grill and add to salads creamy pastas and warming curries they are so delicious with butcher box i love that i get just what i want delivered right to my doorstep with free shipping in the continent of the us and no surprise fees i get to choose from a variety of box plans from curated to customized and i can change my plan whenever i want get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10 percent off your first box when you sign up today that's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash DrLeaf and use the code Dr. Leaf. Claim this deal at butcherbox.com forward slash DrLeaf and use the code Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. What I'm saying there is that with mind management, which includes the how you're looking at stress and then doing something about the stressor through using the NeuroCycle, you can get yourself your neurophysiology neurophysi- under control, that then you're more able and more successful to manage that situation and not getting to burnout and and anxi- extreme levels of anxiety and depression, et cetera. Now, obviously, this is not going to happen straight away. It's going to take time, and that's why this. If you are in my app, if you if you're already working on the Neurocycle app, if you find that you're that you fall into this threat response, in other words, you're shifting from the normal, healthy stress very fast and a lot and chronically into this toxic stress, then you could work on a neurocycle just to help train yourself to recognize when you're in that state and to change that. Okay, and that's not going to happen overnight. So you're going to do it slowly. It's five steps that you'd go through. The neurocycle's five steps. And on the first day, maybe the first few days, maybe all you're going to be doing is training yourself to observe how often during the course of a day you, sh- you shift into this very uh, this, the threat response, how long it stays, you stay in that threat response. So it's kind of an observing the first few days, you're gathering awareness and thinking about going through the five steps to kind of almost blo- uh, to observe the pattern and you see, oh gosh, this is happening kind of almost all day long or half the day or for a full 30, 40 minutes before I get it under control and I'm feeling like edgy the rest of the day. So your first few days may just be complete observation. And the active reach part would be you giving yourself permission and saying, okay, I'm observing myself. I'm learning how to recognize that that I'm perceiving stress as being bad for me or that I'm shifting too quickly into toxic stress. You may do that, but you can add another layer where you may have to start telling yourself and practicing to yourself and wiring it into your brain over the 63 days, the statement that actually, that stress is good for me. It's not bad for me. When my body gets this reaction, it's actually helping me. It's not fighting me. And by saying that, you can practice once it's not going to work. So that's kind of a really good act of reach for you to say every day. And as you go through the 63 days, eventually you're wiring that in. You know, you, you when you repeat something and you build a habit, you are wiring that into the mind and body network so that it changes your behavior. So saying it once or twice won't work and it feels dumb saying it at first and The way that you say it is, initially you'd say something like, well, I've been told and the research shows that stress is, the way I'm looking at stress is good for me. So stress is good for me. I don't believe it yet, but I'm working on it. And then maybe by day four, you're believing it a little bit more. But you, so you're having this little statement conversation with yourself to help shift yourself through the process. This is a really good first step in life, in managing mental health, because if we, If stress is our constant way that our mind is handling our responses to internal and external environments and we can shift so quickly from the good stuff, the good stress, into the toxic stress, it becomes pretty vital that we can learn to recognize when we're in that state and manage it. And that's why I've done these as three separate podcasts, emphasizing the view that we have of stress and how we've been conditioned to see it as bad and what that does to our neurophysiology and giving you analogies and a couple of studies just to start helping you recognize this and in this part three getting more into helping you first of all to recognize to be aware of your responses the the, the emotions the bodily sensations the perspective and your behaviors observing those and then working through a 63-day cycle to track the time and work on then how can you reduce those and that's what the how you would do it through the neuro cycle. Now, here are some little statements and things that you can build into the NeuroCycle as you're doing them. So for example, a statement that you can use is see stress as something that enhances rather than diminishes your performance. So you could, this is similar to the statement I mentioned just a few moments ago, that you go through the five steps and the little active reach could be, I see stress as something that enhances and doesn't diminish my performance. Day one, you don't really believe it. So you could say something like, I'm trying to see that stress is actually something that enhances my performance. I'm going to tell myself that every time I feel myself going into that threat response. So th- and you can say something as well, like, I see that I'm doing this frequently, but now that I'm observing this, I'm actually getting it under control. So you see these, it sounds so obvious, but having these kinds of conversations with yourself in a structured form of an active reach, which is the fifth step of the neurocycle is, a way, is something that you can draw on during, up, d- during the course of the day. So if you work on it deliberately in the morning before you go to work or start your day and while you're getting ready or whatever, and then if, if, as you've into stress responses or the threat response, the toxic threat response, which is the toxic version of stress during the course of the day, you can draw on these little statements that you've practiced in the morning so that you can practice them during the course of the day. Another thing you can do is every time you feel yourself going into the threat response and staying there for too long, Immediately telling yourself, hey, this response is good. And then you could visualize the blood vessels around the heart dilating and blood pumping into your brain. Or you could visualize the contrast. You could say, okay, if I stay in toxic, if I see stress is bad for me, then that's constricting my blood vessels. But I'm actually going to visualize them by dilating and the blood pumping. And in doing that little visualization, which takes a few seconds, you've shifted yourself back into the positive stress state. And over time, Practicing this completely changes your neurophysiology, and that anxiety, depression, burnout—a lot of those are—and that have become persistent patterns of signals that are hard to control. By working on this particular stress exercise, can help with those tremendously. Okay, another example is visualize these great—a whole lot of great neurotransmitters being released in your brain to help you focus and visualize, help you to to shift back into healthy stress. So these are little visualizing exercises. You could visualize the blood vessels dilating. You could visualize these chemicals flowing that are making you feel a sense of peace. And they actually are flowing. As soon as you start visualizing, you're going to activate the correct flow of neurochemicals. And you're going to activate a reduction in the strain on the immune system. And you're going to influence the telomerase. I mean, this happens pretty quickly. As you're shifting, you're starting to change your neurophysiology. Here's another little of reach that will do all this neurophysiology stuff is see the situation that you are facing as something you can handle versus something that you can't handle. So you may have to do a little bit of observing once again, using the neurocycle to see, oh gosh, every time something comes up that's hard, I find myself saying the words, I can't handle this. Maybe you say it once a day, twice a day, 10 times a day, 20 times a week. I don't know. Time track it. But that statement will put you in toxic stress. But by saying, oh, I used to say that, but actually I can, even though I don't know how and I don't feel it yet, I can handle this. My brain, mind and body will are on my side. I, I'm going to see the situation as something I can handle and not always as something I can't handle. And then as you practice that, eventually you wire it in. Eventually you do believe it because you are doing it in this very strategic way where you don't just say that statement, you're doing it in the context of the five steps of the neurocycle. Another one, every time you feel yourself teetering on the brink of toxic stress and the threat response starting, basically you can you can also reach out to a friend or a family member, text someone, you know, don't just let it hang there. If you've done the visualization and it's not working, what you can well, I mean, it'll work too, but this is another thing you can do. You could quickly text someone and say, hey, I'm feeling quite stressed, or this is what, I'm feeling toxically stressed and I'm, and I'm battling to, to sort of see this in another way, I just need to talk to someone. And just phone, text, email, if there's someone in the room with you that, you that you can do this with, talk to someone. So talking to someone can also help. Another thing you can do is this threat response creates very, very high energy that makes us feel overwhelmed. So if you wake up in the morning and you're feeling really anxious about the day and we didn't have a good night's sleep, you can do the visualizing of the blood vessels, you can make those little statements, go through the neurocycle. But you can also, once you've done that, if you still feel that there's a lot of this energy in your body, that's where movement is great, where you can do maybe some push-ups or, you know, you can, so many things, you can do push-ups, you can go for a little walk in nature, you can, hey, if you have a sauna, have a sauna, you could jump in a cold shower, you can do, you could play with your, an animal. So all of those physical things take this energy that's building up from this toxic stress, this lava that's pouring out of the volcano and starts dissipating it. So that it doesn't accumulate and start affecting your neurophysiology, because remember it's going in your cells. So we are dissipating it so that you don't have buildup of this negative energy in your cells. That starts affecting your telomerase and telomeres, and your you know your mitochondria, which are these the powerhouses inside your cells that are like the batteries of your cells, and they get affected. They don't work as well, so your battery level drops with the mitochondria when you are under this toxic stress. So saying these things that I'm these little statements like. I'm going to try and see the situation as something I can handle. That statement gives a little boost. It's like plugging in and starting to recharge the mitochondria, the battery of the cell. It's allowing your telomerase to be released a little bit more. It's helping to strengthen the lengthen the telomeres. It's helping to calm down the immune system. All these things, little little steps accumulatively over time. You could also, as an exercise, when you calm in your, when you're doing your neurocycle, one of the active reaches that you can do, um, rechecks and active reaches, which is step four and step five, is you could write down the benefits of your healthy reactions to stress and keep it on you. So let's say that there's a stress, you create, this is the stressor, and then these are the potential responses that would be good responses that would keep you feeling like you're in control. And you can even do this exercise with someone or you can ask someone to help you with this and keep those in your phone, in your notes section, like good stress responses, like a little, little, a little note on your phone. And then when you're in a situation that's similar, whatever, you could just pull those up and just read them. And just by reading them, you're going to shift yourself back into the healthy stress state. state. So writing down the benefits of a healthy reaction to stress, to a specific stressor and keeping it on you, and reading it when you feel challenged is another way that you can help to tip the scales back that you move back into the healthy stress. Here's some actual statements that you can make. Now, just a little guy, because some of you may be thinking, okay, well, this, I need more of these statements. I'm about to give you a few statements. If you follow me on social media, which I hope you do, you will find that we put up a lot of statements. You can scroll through my Instagram and Facebook and you will find a lot of statements that I make there that are really good statements that you can say to bring you out of toxic stress and back into normal, healthy stress. I'm not saying that, the, that immediately everything's solved. What I need to help you do is to get back into a state where you can then deal with what's coming up. So here are some examples. So I should have known better. That really throws us into toxic stress. So what we can do is, okay, I should have known better, but I didn't, and I did this, and this is a consequence, but now I do know better. So instead of ending with, I should have known better, I should have known better, I should have known better and getting, going down a rumination of negativity, you can say, I should have known better, acknowledge it, should have done better, this is what I could have done, but now I do know better, this is what I know now, and you focus on, this is what I know now, like look at my face, look how I'm doing this, say that to yourself, now I know, now I do know better, this is wonderful, and push yourself, force yourself to stay on that statement. Some of you have been so hard on yourself that you may have to spend 63 days going through the neurocycle of just saying this, I should have known better, I should have known better, I should have known better, I should have known better. You may have to be practicing saying, "I now I do know better, now I do know better. So as a situation arises and you find yourself saying that, you've actually got to practice saying, now I do know better. Eventually by 63 days, that is wired into your brain. And you therefore, when you get into a situation where I should have known better, immediately you're going to Be able to tag on but now i do know better there's nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment expecting to be the center of attention and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be instead of listening to you intently asking how you feel and helping you along the doctor is checking the clock on zocdoc you'll find quality doctors who focus on you listen to you and prioritize your care zocdoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. And that's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better, faster with ZocDoc. Go to zocdoc.com slash leaf and download the zocdoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash leaf, zocdoc.com slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Another thing, just relationally wise, the end of a relationship doesn't mean it was a failure. How many times have you had the end of a work, family, friendship, whatever relationship? and you say, oh, it's, I was a failure, and then you start thinking of all the relationships in your life and you spend a week or a month or whatever and you go down this rabbit hole of, of negativity and get lost, like kind of like Alice in Wonderland getting lost inside a whole other world, rather shift that and say, oh, okay, well, it was a lesson. It was an experience and a part of my growth. And that statement can trigger a whole lot of very interesting what was the lesson. What was the experience? how did it contribute to your growth? Okay. Another example, speak from your scars, not your wounds. Okay. So when we speak from our wounds, we go into toxic stress. So if someone, if you still hurt and in a place where you're wounded and you triggered and you speak from that, you make the wound bigger and you're in toxic stress. So you're not going to handle it well. So it's going to make things worse. So it's better in those situations to create the mental space to move not to not to, to react as far as possible is to just train yourself through a 63-day neurocycle to not speak, catch yourself, stop yourself. If you're in a situation where you're triggered and you know you're speaking from your wounds and you'll know that because you'll be feeling all the toxic stress response, you'll feel threatened, you'll feel all those emotions, all those behaviors will be wrong It will be crazy, going crazy, the emotions will be going crazy, bleeding over into other periods of your life, parts of your life because emotions have a habit of leaking um, especially when in, well, they leak when they're in toxic stress mode because they leak all over the place in the wrong way and so on not behaviors, etc. So you will recognize when you're speaking from a wound, but you may have to do a 63-day neurocycle just to train yourself to recognize when you're speaking from wounds and to then train yourself to then speak from the scars, from what you've learned. And that'll, that'll be more gentle towards yourself and more loving towards yourself. Overriding all these things that I'm saying, I just want to throw this caveat in. Self-love is vitally important. Accepting and loving yourself, coming from that place of peace, this is what the healthy stress will do, and also connecting with others. So in speaking from our wounds, we're not going to be self-loving and we're also not going to be kind of in an attack mode, in a defense mode. Versus speaking from our wounds, we're going to show self-love and we're going to be connecting with others in a deep, meaningful way, in a serving kind of way, which is very healthy. Another one, speak from your place of healing, this is similar not hurt. So speak from your scars, not your wounds. Speak from your place of healing, not your hurt. Now we say these things. You haven't heard this. This is not the first time. This is not some radical statement I'm making. You know this. You've heard this. You've read this. You've tried this. Try it for 63 days. Remembering that if you speak from your wound, if you speak from your hurt, you're in toxic stress, which is just going to make it more difficult. Strong emotions are invitations to explore internally, not excuses to to misbehave externally. So, When you've got a strong emotion, as I said, strong emotions tend to leak, they tend to bleed over. And they are, when you feel the strong emotion, that is an invitation for you to explore internally. So by looking at a strong emotion like that, you shift from toxic to healthy stress. Because if the strong emotion is going to lead you, you're going to speak, say the wrong thing, and you're going to get into more toxic stress, and it's shortening your telomeres and aging you and all that stuff. But if you see, oh, I feel a strong emotion, acknowledge it, don't suppress it. So now I'm going to see that as an invitation to explore. I say this all the time. your Emotions are a signal to, and they are an invitation to explore, to find the toxic thought that they come from and to work through that deconstructing and reconstructing. So it's embrace it to reconceptualize it. Okay, another one. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Okay, Remember these are little phrases that will help shift you from toxic to healthy stress and that you can build into your neuro cycle. So you can't change people around you. Other people do their own changing. No one can change you. You can't change anyone else. You can just speak into people's lives and you can give them resources, and, but you can't change anyone else. But you can change the people that you mix with, that you physically have in your presence, that you do dinners with and spend time with. That you can change. And if you are around a lot of toxic people, that can be a problem. Okay. Here's the last one. Other people's urgency is not your emergency. So if you make other people's emergency, other people's urgency, your emergency, you're gonna go into toxic stress. You're not gonna be able to help yourself or them or the other person. So be careful. If you feel a person's urgency making you feel like there's an emergency, you're going into the threat response. So it's a good thing. That's where you can do some breathing, create some mental space, just speak very calmly, say let's look, let's just think about this, let's just separate for a while or Give them some calming statements, whatever it is, you, you, want, you can try and you can shift that so that you don't go into toxic stress. Maybe you're in a pattern of making other people's urgencies your emergencies. And if that's the case, do a 63-day neurocycle to work out why and work out in a better pattern of, of operating. Okay, well, I hope this has helped you. Send me your feedback. And if you want more podcasts like this, I'll do more podcasts in this vein, helping you in this practical way hope that you now look at stress as a positive thing and that you're now starting to be able to look at stress as working for you and not against you. Thanks for joining me. See you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself